You like those octothorps? <laughs> Hello. A oh, good morning, sir. How are you? Good morning, Dan. How are you? How's everything going up there? Way up there. Oh, what's up? What? Good. How are you? How are you doing, bud? Oh, it's more. I'm not awake. It's more moist than I would like. Um, I'm still waking up, and uh, I don't know. I'm aging. It is uh, a f- 41 degrees and 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 uh, uh, pissing out rain here. Oh and it no, that's sucks. So good. Feels like I'm. Do you have a cold? Do you have a little congestion from the temperature or weather? No, I'm sorry. It's it's. I I get the sniffles really bad. Yeah. I, I I have to hold my face to breathe at night. I think I should get a CPAP hood. I I will come and hold your face. <laughs> Hang on. All right. Um. Um. Good morning. Good morning. Um, things are pretty good. You know, we had some rain uh, recently, and mm. uh, boy, woof, flooding. This this town oh, cannot no. tolerate a sudden blast like one hour of rain, pretty hard, <laughs> and this town goes titties up. Ah, well, because you know how it is. We've talked about this so many times. Where like it's like you're a community, a city, a a landscape is used to a certain type of climate, and then when it changes quickly, wherever you live, it's weird. Like if it snows in Atlanta, it's going to be a problem, even if it's yeah. a little bit of snow. Right when it you know. When it first rains, all that oil kind of gets liberated from the road or whatever. But, you know, here it's stuff like there'll be leaves that have collected over the drains, you know, or what have you. And uh, I don't have anything interesting to say about this except that, you know, w- weather can be a dick, you know. No, I can. Yeah. It 41's can. cold. Yeah, it's, especially when it's wet. It's, it's penetrating cold. Penetrating. You know? Yes. Yes. Consensually. Um, we've got some things to talk about. I think you have some FU on, we're going to talk about Dan's laptop. Oh yeah. We might talk about my laptop. You're in a good mood today for somebody who's cold and wet. Good mood. I'm happy to be here with you. I missed you. Really? Yes. Thank you. Oh, I missed you too. Uh, it's moist. My desk is moist. I've been running my dehumidifier and everything's still moist. I don't like it. Uh, I do have some, um, a little bit of front matter and some things that I've collected that I'd like to talk about, if that's okay. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, we don't talk about work much on here anymore. Well, it's because we're we're doing it. We don't need to talk about it. We're doing it. We're doing the work. It's part of our workflow. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I hope people are interested in the computer stuff and the other stuff stuff. I think they are. Um, we got oh, one other thing that I wanted to do. Yeah. Uh, we, I know, I don't know... How much makes it through to you? And I hope not very much, but we have been getting... I don't get... A, I don't, I'm sorry to say I do not get any of the mail. Right see, that's now. good. That's what I want because... You've got, glad, you've got to, you've got to tr- turn it into a form, Dan. It's got to be a form. I, it will be so soon. So soon it will be you a form. Could use a, uh, you could use one of those services. I know you, you like to roll your own. No, I would use a service. No, it will be a form. Trust me. There's the big, big good things are coming. So people should also have to answer if, if the, if the AI or as you say, machine learning. <laughs> yes, that's what I say. Anything about <laughs> the words guest, then there should be a series of challenges that they have to get through. I'm not talking about a captcha. I'm talking about, they're going to have to show they've, read some of the great works of literature. They have to name from, pull from a list their five favorite guests that we've had. There, like there have, have they of, read Chaucer? That would be the first question and then test them on it. Well, but also, yes, there should be some Kobayashi Maru component where you come in, you say like, of, of all the people on this list, you know, who are your favorite recent guests? Yeah. And then when they pick, they, uh, their, their computer gets shot into the sun because they're lying. <laughs> uh-huh. 
Um, what is it you want to talk about? Uh, well, I was going to say that there are. Oh, there sorry. Was, how much gets through? Yes. There was a handful of feedback that came in that I thought, um, you know, if if we have an, a time or interest, that there's enough here that I think we we could do some of those. And the fact that you haven't oh. heard them. Oh, that makes it even better. Would be like a surprise. It would be like an unboxing. Okay. Can I still talk about a couple? Okay. Okay. This could be I, after one thing. After I'll, we do no, all no, our no, other stuff, no, no. and then then we'll never get to it if we do that. We'll never get to it. Okay. Well, do you want to save your your lap my computer? F you. You want to save? Let's we want to save computer. Sure. Let's see how it goes. Let's see how it goes. That's what I all want right. to do. Okay, here, here's my plan. My, my, my suggestion, not my plan, my suggestion is let me do these little bits of, uh, of front matter and then you can tell me about something you like and then uh, we're talking about the show on the show, which I always vowed to never do, but whatever's in the show is in the show. Right. You can't um, take it out. Once it's in there, you can't get it out. Okay. Mm. Hmm. <laughs> First item of front matter. Hey, everybody. Drafts for Mac is out and you Ooh. need to go get it. Drafts for Mac. Get it. It's been on iOS since Christ was a corporal. And now, as of today, is officially out. You can go to getdrafts.com to learn more. And you'll see a quote from somebody on the front page that says, this is easily one of the best iOS apps I've ever used, says somebody named Merlin Man. Mm. Um, and it's true. Um, it's And uh, the, Mac, the Mac one is great, too. Uh, in the beta a few weeks ago, uh, Greg brought in the... Uh, the part that really makes draft so powerful, which is all the actions and all those actions that you have on iOS, uh, that you pulled down from the community or built yourself, all that stuff is going to be on your Mac now too. And I don't know, I don't know if all of it's there. Cause I can't, I mean, there's two different platforms. I don't know how that would work, but the ones that I use are working and it's great. One of my most used, so I use drafts a lot of times just to write stuff down. It's where I go to just, it's where text starts for me for everything. Text messages, tweets, you name it. That's where it starts. But uh, one of my favorites is uh, I just start typing something. I give it, so it's all just one little, what, what, what you would call a text area. It's not a technical term. I just start typing. I say something like a uh, dream I had last night and uh, a date stamp. And then I start typing. And then I can click a button that will save that to a folder on Dropbox. Give it a name and a, a date stamp and all that kind of stuff. Mm -hmm. uh, and that work worked a treat. It, it's, uh, it's amazing. Uh, so anyway, this is, uh, I don't want to go on too much about this because I've talked about it a lot in the past, but um, I'm going to bust a gut for a second here, which is to say that one thing I love about uh, the folks who make this at Agile Tortoise, this is a very well-tended, updated app. And it's so funny because whether it's podcasts or apps or so many things where I have to go and I want to find a thing about a thing that's not already in my world. Mm -hmm. So in my case, that's stuff like I had a recent series of misadventures looking for Synology apps for iOS and uh, that do things. And so there's the, there's, there's the, like the Synology apps, DS this, DS that. You've certainly seen those apps on the um, iOS app store. Those are great. But then I, I, I tore back the, uh, the curtain and started looking, scrolling. I'm scrolling down, I'm scrolling down, scrolling mm -hmm, down. Mm -hmm. So many of these apps are garbage. They're garbage and they look, the, the two of the apps that almost did what I wanted, one had not been updated in I think three years and the other had not been updated in four years. I'm very reluctant to put, put my creds into that. Uh, whereas drafts, drafts is a thing that gets updated. It gets updated a lot and he has good release notes where he explains what he did. And this is an app that you can trust. I uh, I, I I want to really encourage you to support uh, well, obviously get things you need, but if you can support an independent app 
made by people that are actually that actually care about making something great and and are still for whatever godforsaken reasons still making apps for this this terrible company's app store uh, i love them very much uh apple you're great but you know you kind of suck sometimes um but they're doing it <laughs> and drafts is really good it's got my official okie dokie you can click on this button in the sidebar uh, for community where you can go and you, or uh, rather action directory where you can go and find all these actions other people have already made. Dr. Drang has made a bunch of really good stuff for task paper that you can use. Uh, but you'll you go and explore this app. Um, just start typing in it and see if it doesn't maybe just a little bit change the way you do your stuff. Uh, getdrafts.com, now available for Mac. I have a question for you about drafts. Yeah, see you there. Um. So I have used drafts on iOS and I loved it on iOS. I have not yet used it on a Mac and I can see from this screenshot on Adam. It's actually, I went to agile tortoise, but then it redirected me to get drafts.com. Get drafts.com. And in the screenshot, it shows what looks like a Mac, a laptop, uh, that, shows an interface that seems to have like a list maybe of documents with their summaries on the left and then an editing window on the right that it looks, I'm not saying that there's any copying. That's not what I'm saying. I'm saying it looks similar to mail app. It looks similar even a way to envy alt. Mm -hmm. And, and mm -hmm. so could, could this be an envy alt replacement in, in that? Can you make, can you, can you search the same way or is this something that you approach more like a word processing document management kind of thing? Um, I mean, I don't want to, I wouldn't want to drag any other app, uh, but I will say that it does, it does some of that stuff in, and more because by design. So yes, it has that two panel thing you're used to in an app like that, mm -hmm. where all of your apps are in this, in this one place. In, in this case, they're being synced up via iCloud. It does not, to my knowledge, it does not offer Dropbox support. It will do, uh, iCloud. It will transition you from previous versions of drafts very neatly Mm -hmm. Um, but it has a couple things that are really powerful. So yes, the answer is yes. Um, but for example, I don't, you can't really see it so well here, but a feature that I'm not currently using, but I want to learn about is, I think it's called workspaces. I want to mm -hmm. say, yeah. So workspaces. So you can do stuff like say you can create. So like when you're looking at your list of drafts in that left, you know, right. uh, list, pain or you yeah. see there's inbox flagged archive, all trash. And then above that, you see a search field like you would see in similar apps. But then you also have this thing called workspaces where you can go and like basically create. Let me just send you the screen grab of this because it's wild. Um, let's say there's a certain kind of, well, when you say workspace, it's, it's almost reminds me just a little bit of like the way you use. What's the thing on the Mac where you have the different desktops? Like, let's say there's a certain set of things that you want to be able to look at at a given time. You're going to go work on this project. And this isn't going to be like a TextMate style, you know, um, IED or something like that. No, not IED. That's an improvised explosive device. What's the thing where you have your programming environment? It's not going to be, it's not like that. Right. But like, can you see that screenshot I just yeah. texted you? Yeah, I can. Yes. So check that out. Look at that. Right. So you can go in, search query, tag filter, sort. Sort sort inbox flag archive. You can see this mm -hmm. is made by somebody who knows how to make a computer program. Yes, because this is very under the hood stuff. You're not going to have to deal with all the time. But if you have the want the equivalent of a saved search, and then you want a uh, set of settings about how you like to look at that and deal with that, you got that. 
and you can create that and change it. And because it, it is what we would once call a smart playlist, <laughs> it will remember the settings. It's not remembering these X or N documents. It's remembering that this is the thing, that this, is how, this is just how you like to work. Right. And it will keep it updated. And there are just endless knobs and buttons that you can get into with this app um, where it, it could be overwhelming, but it doesn't need to be. This is also very much a set it and forget it app. If you choose to have it that way, mm -hmm. you figure out what kind of work you need to do. You get the actions that you need. You get the keyboards that you need because they can, you can basically have different keyboard configurations where you get a top row of stuff that's just for working with Markdown. You can, you can click and change it. I want ones for working with task paper. Whatever the stuff you want to do is, it's all in here. But never lose sight of the fact that the most basic, I don't know if Greg would agree with this, but I think the most basic, wonderful thing about this app is it's a text field that's always there waiting for you to start typing. You don't have to worry about where your stuff is. So, you know, there's a reason I tend to have fewer typos in things. It's because I write it out in, in this app first. And mm -hmm. then maybe I use it, maybe I don't. It's easy to find. It's easy to go back. It's easy to edit. It's got a, uh, a word and character count built in. Um, so, yeah, that's, that's, that's what this does. You can tell, I mean, I, Jesus Christ, there's just so, there's so much you can do with this. It's just bananas. Um, but check it out. Check out Drafts. You go to getdrafts.com. I've said enough. Good company, good people, great app. I'm going to have to get this thing. <laughs> yeah, I might go all in. You never know. Um, um, uh, you know, I'm always talking about that podcast I like to watch mm -hmm. part of the ringer network. And it's a really good TV podcast with these two very charming guys, uh, I think. And I love the stuff they talk about and we have uh, similar enough. It's, it's so nice to find something like a podcast where you have similar tastes to the hosts, but they're kind of smarter than you <laughs> and more articulate. And these guys have been pals for 20 years. Um, uh, Andy and Chris and, uh, they have great guests, unlike us. And uh, this week, their guest is Mr. Damon Lindelof, who's a friend ah. of theirs, who comes on uh, to talk about a little show he does on HBO called uh, Watchmen, mm -hmm. which is really something. Uh, oh, I think you're 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 still on two, three, three. Um, so uh, if you do, do, please do not listen to this if you're not up through episode diddly eight. Well, um, but, uh, but when I'm you're not. ready. You can't say because I'm not there. Oh, what, what did you say you're on? Three. Having watched three or having started three? Started three. Okay. When you're done with three, okay. that's when you want to go to the official HBO podcast, which is hosted uh, by Craig Mazin, who wrote Chernobyl, and mm. with uh, Damon Lindelof. And they cover three episodes at a time. One, okay. two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. And it's extremely good. Uh, if you enjoyed the Chernobyl podcast, obviously you're going to love this. Two real smart guys. Talking about TV, um, I continue to stand by my suggestion that you watch Watchmen. Um, don't don't watch it with me because it's it's bad, it's really bad. To watch to, to watch had, it with you, it's yeah, it's excruciating. I mean, this, this is a this is a, a, a true thing. Is that I I literally do pause every few minutes and then jump up and down and scream, "Are you getting this? Are you getting this?" <laughs> Which is just not fun for anybody. Um, but uh, anyway, Damon Lindelof, I, I, I like this guy. I think he's really smart. He's very, um, he's a wonderful combination of, obviously he's, he's confident enough to think that he can do something as crazy as, you know, making a sequel to Watchmen. Greatly extending what's happening in that universe. Greatly going back and saying, well, here's why this thing was that way in the comics. And 
but he's also he's very humble about it and he's makes a lot of point of saying like i realize that this is not my story to tell both because you know i'm not the bearded one and dave gibbons <laughs> but also because a lot of this deals with race stuff where i i needed a huge amount of input from other people mm-hmm. uh in a really smart writer's room to make this something that would connect with people rather than be exploitative um, and he's a real good, he's a good interview. Uh, so anyway, yeah, Damon Lindelof on the watch. Great podcast. Uh, great episode. Uh, um, check it out. Very cool. And I, and I can I do one more thing. Mm-hmm. I think this might be useful to people. Um, I don't know if you're aware of this, but I'm uh, pretty like butt deep in the world of uh, all things voicing guy, home automation. I don't know if I've ever mentioned that, but I do a lot of things with things. Uh, and I wanted to mention something that I have arrived at, uh, not want to say late in my journey, but pretty far into as somebody who is tricked out with mini hue devices, Wemo devices, Belkin devices. I have many devices of many, many lands. Um, and I've been at this stuff for a few years now. Um, and so I consider myself at least intermediate at this stuff. I do a lot of automations, uh, a lot of, you know, trigger stuff, sensor stuff. Like I'm pretty far in on this, but it's only fairly recently that a couple things have happened. One is that I see I've never been a huge fan of HomeKit because HomeKit, I mean, for a lot of people, HomeKit is everything you need. If you're all in on the Apple family and you love your Siri ball, talking to your HomePod, mm-hmm. and you have an active dislike of things like the Google product and the Amazon product, the Facebook products, all, etc. You know, I have friends who are super into HomeKit. I've never been that into it. Until recently, the automations have been pretty simple. Until recently, the number of products that it supports has been pretty limited. A lot of that's been improving and changing. It's you still. I still find myself doing a lot of functional spackle with if this, then that, et cetera, et cetera. But I've been trying to do more with HomeKit. I got a bridge that lets my Wemo devices work with HomeKit. HomeKit now does secure camera stuff where you can have on-camera recording that doesn't go to the cloud, stuff like that. But it is it is funny. This, this is a roundabout way of saying, if you have held off spending a lot of time with HomeKit stuff because mm-hmm. it is a huge morass, mm-hmm. I wouldn't recommend a class of products that I've been exploring. I can't vouch for all of these, but it is somewhat ironic that late in my uh, maturity with home automation, I've been discovering HomeKit power strips. Mm. Okay, so you think about a power strip. And, yeah, I'm just know, got, it, I, got it in my mind right now. I can I'm see I'm the sort of fellow that feels like it's worth paying a little extra for a good power strip. You know, I'm I obviously totally doing stuff with UPS. Yeah, but like if you get like an APS, so like a like a nicer power strip, mm-hmm. like you can get ones that do stuff like, like it, I, I I'm not I'm really into the power strips where you can do stuff like turn the the plugs so that they work. But I mean, there's a lot of good ones out there. Kensington makes makes good ones. APS. There's lots of good ones out there. But these home kit ones are really cool. So here's how this works: you get one of these power strips and you plug it in, you turn it on. And you scan the HomeKit code. What? Yeah, HomeKit on a power strip. What? You scan the little code, and now that's part of your HomeKit. Mm-hmm. And on the ones that, I, that I'm buying and experimenting with, each of the plugs, usually three, I should say outlets, each of the outlets is a separately addressable HomeKit device. So 
in the past, we had one of these that we used for my kid's uh, little Christmas tree that she has in her room. Yeah. That we've now repurposed for the the lizard's lights and heaty <laughs> rock. Uh-huh. So we can have it in, but you can go and you can <clears throat> schedule stuff. You can say like, turn the lights, you know, on at 7 a.m. and off at 7.30 p.m., stuff like that. But here's the thing. It's it's all home kit. So now- So you can you control each individual that. outlet in there, right? Not just the whole strip, right? You can say outlet one, turn on at this time. Outlet two, turn on at this time. Exactly. Now, exactly. See, that's yeah. the magic. That's the magic. It's not all- So, and you're only, in most cases, uh, one of these that I put into notes that I have not received yet, that looks very promising, has more than three. But generally, you're going to get three outlets, three 110 outlets, and you're going to get two to four USB uh, plugs. And if you think about the, the USB plugs, in my experience, are usually not HomeKit things, but uh, but it's still really cool because if you've got one of those dinguses that uh, you can obviously you can use it to charge um, anything that needs a USB charger. But it, you think about how many things you buy nowadays where the plug that comes with it is a USB to like C or Mini or whatever, right? So that's really cool. So like the camera that we use uh, to uh, to be able to look at the lizard during the day is that kind. So we can plug that in. That opens up the outlets. Now the functionality differs from one to another, but it can include stuff like you punch in how much you pay per kilowatt hour and it tells you how much power you're using on that particular outlet, which is kind of cool. I like stuff like that. Mm-hmm. But um, I only mention it because like, you know, it's funny to me that like this far into my participation in this stuff, I've discovered this fairly simple device. I also just wanted to say to folks out there, if you are interested in playing with HomeKit stuff, but you don't want to be in for hundreds of dollars, you could pick up one of these. You can just go and look for, just search for HomeKit power strips. Um, it's a good way to get started. It has some functionality without needing to have your, you know, the light bulbs in your house turn purple or whatever. Mm-hmm. So that's one something I wanted to mention. I hope it's I like that. people. That's very nice. Yeah. And you, but you, you haven't tried the one that you linked up. That's the one you're going to get? I have, I have two. Okay. Um, and there's one, the first one that I've had for a few years, I did not put into notes because it feels like it's been discontinued. There's a company called Koo Geek. I, mean, I talked about this on Dude by Friday. K-O-O Geek. Um, but the only one I can find that they're currently selling is like those wackadoo European plugs. I think they might have discontinued the American one. The one that I have on and uh, set up yesterday is called Vocolink, V-O-C-O-L-I-N-C. That's in notes. The one that's on order is by whom? The one that's on order is by... This one looks really cool. T-E-C-K-I-N. Tekken. Um, and you that's can see a game, that right? Notes. That's like a like a fighting game. Mm-hmm. Tetsuo? What's it, what is it? Do you uh, say okay. Naruto or Naruto? I say Naruto. That's what I I'm have saying. the like, emphasis on the, the Ru, or Naruto. Naruto run. Naruto. Naruto run. Yeah. And my daughter does it all the time. Yeah. And it makes it harder to shoot you? Is that what Apparently it is? makes you, it impossible to shoot you. Impossible to shoot you because your arms are like the tail feathers of a bird? Well, you're flying. You're, you're a woodpecker. You're running like a woodpecker. You're running like. so fast that it'd be impossible to get you because you're also moving so fast. Oh, it's not. Oh, it's not because of that weird thing you're doing with your arms. The arms, I think, putting them back like that are what let you go that fast. Yeah. And Look, you're kind of bent Twitter over. The other day says, he, he tells his kid, uh, if you keep Naruto running like that, you're going to Naruto knock your front teeth out. <laughs> Dads. Dan, tell me about something that you like. Oh, all right, Merlin. Oh, I'd like to doctor. tell you all about native. Love native. Or, or as, as I'm understanding it's being said now, native. Native. 
Native. At Native, mm -hmm. oh, they yeah. create, at Native, they create simple, effective products that uh, people use in the bathroom every day. And they use trusted ingredients. They, eat, they create things that you can trust because the ingredients make sense. And uh, they have something like 9,000 five-star reviews from their customers. It's real. I'm a customer. And I really, really like the stuff that they make. So let me just give you the, the rundown, Merlin. Mm. It's it's formulated without aluminum. There are no parabens. Oh, there's, whoa, whoa, whoa. there's no, no aluminum at all. No talc either. No talc. I was watching a movie with my son, and yeah. it okay. Um, you know what we're watching? What? Empire Empire of the Sun. Mm-hmm. You remember that movie with uh? I feel like I do. It's little, uh, little Batman. Anton Antonini. No, who did that? Steven Spielberg uh, directed oh. it, and it it has. What am um, I thinking of? It has oh. a little baby baby Batman from uh, Dark Knight Rises when he was Aww. just a little boy. Look at him. Great actor. This is around the time of Henry V. Yeah, look at him. Uh, yeah. Okay. So so in this in this movie, at one point, there's he's he's in his house. I don't want to give anything away, no spoilers, mm -mm. but he's he's in his house and something has happened. I don't want to give anything away. Something has yeah. happened Does where it involve talc? Yes. That container okay. of talc, talc has sort we're, of been we're avoiding talc now. Knocked over. And it mm -hmm. has spread all over the ground. And in the talcum powder, there is a story being told of, of a, a scuffle, a fight. Something happened. He's looking at it. And then he, it's too much. It's overwhelming. He pushes the windows open. Ooh. And the wind blows in and blows all the talc away and the trace evidence of whatever happened in there. It's too much for him to think about. Is it like a mandala? Is it talc mandala? Sure, absolutely. Also, one of my, that was one of my favorite characters uh, from uh, Revenge of the Jedi. Revenge Damn of the I screwed, up, I screwed up the joke. Doesn't Talc Mandala sound a little bit like a George Lucas character? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> you must go to Bespin and meet Talc Mandala. So in the same way that the wind has wiped away the talc from that room, blown it away, mm. Native has done the same thing yes. for underarm deodorant. They have blown away aluminum and parabens and talc. Instead, it's ingredients found in nature. You've got coconut oil, which is nature. wonderful. You've got shea butter. You've got a, a thing that I know you love, which is called... After you visited with talc mandala, you must seek out shea butter. It would be quite painful for you. Tapioca starch, which absorbs wetness. They never test on animale. No. And no you get free shippings and re returns. The shippings Ooh. and the returns are free. So here's. San, San Dinero. <laughs> that's, that's correct. San, <laughs> it's all good. San Dinero would be an excellent George Lucas character. It would all right, be. keep going. Keep and going. The thing is, though, people are, I think they're very hesitant to try something that is tagged as natural because they're like, well, the Merlin, the natural stuff doesn't work. It does work. You have to make the switch from an aluminum-free to an aluminum-free deodorant. It does not mean sacrificing on performance. And that's the thing. I've been using this. My son stole it. I got a new one. Uh, so now I have one again. And this is the thing. It really does work. It smells great. It's healthy mm -hmm. for you. They have different scents. So, the, so there's a little something for everyone in there, right? You, coconut and vanilla, that's their most popular one. They have a lavender and rose. Cucumber and mint, that's what I use. There's a eucalyptus and mint, which I want to try. We've got something with eucalyptus that my, my lady bought that's in our shower right now. I'm See? pretty sure. There you it's go. In, it's in a white, pretty, rectangular thing, and it says Native on it. And uh, I'm pretty sure it's eucalyptus. I love a eucalyptus smell. That is I a do good too. smell. I do, yeah. too. Takes me back to my childhood. 
Yeah. And now they have a new candy cane scent for the holidays because oh. they're they're not blind to holidays. No. It doesn't say that. I'm adding that. They can have that. Okay. But it's free returns and exchanges in the U.S. And uh, and I, I think this stuff is simply fantastic. There's a promo code for people to use. Uh, at, at the promo code's back to work, but you've got to go to nativedeodorant.com. And spell just like you would guess, native, N-E-T-I-V-E, nativedeodorant.com. Promo code is back to work. And if you do that, you'll get 20% off your first purchase, which is not a bad thing That's a at really, all. And listen, if you, if, you, if you hate nature, don't waste your time. Yeah, don't just go keep, there. Just keep slapping that aluminum on, just watching those memories, tears in rain, like a talc mandala. That's or, right. Or you could get your mind right mm-hmm. and you go to, what is it, Native Deodorant? NativeDeodorant.com. Back to work com. is a promo okay. code. Mm-hmm. And then and, how much uh, do you get off? 20%. That's a lot to get off. It's the well, most. That's the most you're going to see. That's our thanks saying. to Native uh, for supporting uh, 5x5 and back to work. Bok Bok. Got another email from someone asking to explain Bok Bok. Not going to mm-hmm. do it. Not going to nope. do it. But, but, but. Not going to do it. We're into the, uh, this is the, uh, uh, you're going to hold on to your laptop follow-up. We're going to talk about uh, respond to our listeners. Is that correct? Yeah, I think, I think, well, we could see where it goes. You can send us notes and Dan will curate that. And if he likes what you have to say, he'll bring it to the show and we'll respond to your letter here on the program. Yeah. You can still do that. Absolutely. Yeah. You don't want to explain Bok Bok. Do you? No, I mean, it's, it's. You've done it. You've done it. I know, but it's difficult to find things in podcasts. It's a bit from um, an Easter time commercial for M and M's. We always go through this, well, and I can't the remember part either. Is, it's, it's, I can't it's, it's remember TV, either. It's a TV commercial that was on all the time, and I want to say the eighties. Yeah, and God, I hate explaining jokes. <sighs> Uh, and at one point there's two little kids and they're dressed up in the, in Easter costumes and, and one of them says, thanks, Issa Bunny. Buck, and the other kid buck, goes, buck, buck. And it's very, very cute. But it was on too much. Pretty sneaky, sis. And it's, uh, <laughs> here, I'm going to, I'm going to, and as we do each oh. time, I play it. So here right. it comes. Now, the reason that he's saying Bok Bok is because he, fl- he, he flaps his wings and flaps his wings is that he is he has been dressed. He's standing. I'm, I'm assuming this is two siblings. Uh, mm-hmm. Hold on. Let me let me read. Re- their parents re- have compelled them to dress as animals. Right. So, OK, stop. Stop playing. Don't play it anymore. OK, so one is a chicken boy and the other is an egg. So they're mm-hmm. sitting, I'll try and get a screen cap of this. They're sitting, sit, standing next to each other. And one of them says, thank you, Easter Bunny. And then the chicken boy <laughs> flaps his little wings and says, bok, bok. So that's where that comes from. Yeah. Yeah. So there you go. There you go. Oh, I'm so glad we could, I'm so glad we could respond. Now there's one, if memory serves, there's one where the one kid goes, thanks, Easter Bunny. And he, he has a black eye. <laughs> mm-hmm. And is his sibling in the background? His I sister? guess. I believe so. So and, that's uh, domestic abuse <laughs> right. that melts in your mouth, not in your right. hand. He's no longer, he can't even enjoy Easter. 
No. He's been ab- no. too abused by his siblings, I guess. And, and the thing is, it's not the kind of thing, what's he going to say? He fell down the steps? I mean, do, That's don't what his you parents say. know what kind of monster is in their midst? <laughs> or do you think he faked it? I, I don't think he faked it. I say when, when, when boys say that they've been blackened, <laughs> you should believe them. <laughs> yeah. When people tell you who they are, believe them. Yeah, believe them. San Dinero. Mm-hmm. Next issue. More more letters from listeners. Actual yes. letters from actual listeners. Here comes one. You ready? Yes. Hello, Dan and Merlin. Hello. Lo- long time caller, first time listener. <laughs> About four years ago, I went out to my local pizza place. It's an old converted gas station. The restrooms still have cheesecake pinup calendars on the walls. They make a good pie. I walked in looking for a slice and a beer. There was a young woman behind the counter with artistic hair playing real punk rock way too loud on a tiny, terrible record player. There was a milk crate full of more vinyl. In that moment, I wanted so bad to be 19, work in a pizza shop, sneak a beer when the manager wasn't looking, and play records way too loud for a hot Saturday afternoon. So anyway, in your recent episode, you guys were talking through the trials of just actually owning your digital music. I feel you. I was an early adopter to digital. I ripped all my CDs in 2001 and sold them while I still could. Today I have Apple Music, iTunes Match. Is that a thing? I pay for it. It must be a thing. And I stream all the things. But you know what saved music for me? It was that punk rock girl's record player. About a year ago, I bought my own terrible record player and started buying vinyl. Not a lot, less than 20 records, but records I really like. I'm not going to defend vinyl over CS or any other format. That's not the point. The point is that the physicality of interacting with a real thing and not an endless stream of bits paid for monthly makes the experience real. A silly tea ceremony of selecting, playing, and flipping a record is important. Otherwise, it's all Muzak. Yours, Michael. And That's I feel really like I feel like I've Michael. talked to Michael before in, in, in maybe in the real world or we used to be friends or something because his name is familiar and his right back when you were using that horrible aluminum deodorant. And if I if I'm remembering him as the person that I think he was, he's a, a wonderful, uh, good person. So I'd love to get that it's, feedback. It's a, it's a really good note. I mean, uh, I feel like. This is something that a lot of folks have talked about. It's something they talked about on ATP. A lot of people talked about it. And I think sometimes we get a little bit, uh, when we have this conversation with each other, has happened so often on the internet especially, uh, we, we misguess other people's intentions and, and then try to make them look stupid. And so when people say stuff like, I really like vinyl, that then turns into a conversation of, well, actually vinyl is terrible. And, uh, it's, it's been proven that it's not actually better sounding. And it's like, well, I can't just, pe- can't people have a preference? And, and in this instance, that phrase tea ceremony, um, I think is, uh, I think that's, that's kind of a good way to put it. Another way to put it, if you're going to be a fancy, uh, you know, fancy boy is to say that there's an intentionality to it, which is like, now I'm having music listening time. Right. Rather than, you know, like in my case, Spotify follows me everywhere I go, mm-hmm. which I love in my case for my use. My usage is I use it for discovering new music. I, 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 I love, I don't like the podcast stuff that Spotify does boo, but I love the music stuff. And I love the fact that I could be listening. Um, I've actually set up uh, an NFC where I can like tap it to send it to my uh, HomePod. So I'll be listening on the HomePod and then I'll go to my laptop, which has great speakers. And when I open up Spotify, it says, hey, it looks like you're listening um, on your phone. Do you want to keep listening there or do you want to listen here? And I go, oh, actually, I'd like to listen here. And I click it and that works. That's great as a way to stay uh, submerged in the music that's flowing. But it's not very intentional 
My intentionality in that case is evidence through things like playlists. I love making playlists. I love sharing playlists. It makes me happy when people say, like just yesterday, somebody was nice enough to say, hey, I forgot about how much I love this Weaker Than's song, and it was really cool that I just rediscovered this on one of your playlists. That makes me happy. That's my intentionality. Mm-hmm. I think it makes a ton of sense. Absolutely. Um, I mean, everybody has their own reasons for doing what they do. For years, I've been that guy who's like, no way, I don't want these CDs. Just take them in. Everything, everything that's on most of these CDs is on these services that I subscribe to. But at the same time, you know, what I started doing is is uh, buying more Blu-rays of movies I like that I can rip and buying a few more, not a lot, but a few more of ultra Blue, ultra HD Blu-rays for movies I super like so that I can, you know, watch The Matrix in, um, in just amazing... The players for these things are, I mean, they've gotten crazy cheap. Yeah. So you can just get a little Sony player and one of these like $50 movies, but like it's one of your favorite movies. Like it looks really good. Blade Runner, um, The Matrix. uh, I bought the Cornetto Trilogy in Ultra HD so I can watch Hot Fuzz in Ultra HD. But no, I don't have a ton of those. But isn't it ironic that I've been that guy about physical media for so long, but now there's a physical media that I like and I put it on and we change the inputs and it's a whole thing. And I, I don't think there's anything wrong with that. I think that's kind of cool. Um, I really do. I mean, people and the, the whole, like, I think the whole like resurgence of vinyl is actually super interesting. There's certainly some aspect of like, you know, like hipster silliness, but who cares? Like do what, do what makes you happy. I, You're uh, not listening I... to media to... You're not listening to the media that you choose. You should not be listening to the media that you choose to try and engender positive feelings from strangers. You're doing it because you enjoy it and you should do it the way you enjoy it. So hats off to Michael. Hats off to Michael. I put an article in the show notes, uh, which can be found at 5x5.tv slash B is in brothers, two is in the number, W is in women slash 455. Um, it's just an article that came out about a year ago uh, from The Verge that says CDs and vinyl are more popular than digital downloads once again. Year over year, in this case, four year over four year. Yeah. So I don't um, mm. I don't know if that's still the case in 2019. Well, but there's the growth. The growth is bigger. The growth is bigger. And yeah, um, yeah. and so, but that's that's interesting in that, you know, there is this desire for people to reconnect with the physicality of it to, you know, you felt like I mean, I remember being a kid. And saving up for an album and getting that album. And it wasn't like, oh, I just want to listen to track number three. You were putting mm-hmm. on the whole album and you were getting you had to the find whole... a way to love it because now you owned it. You paid eight sixty nine for this. Right. Cheap trick record. You're going to learn to love every track on here. Right. And like, I know mm-hmm. all of these like back catalogs, uh, like of s- sticks, not oh, because, yeah. not because I like any of sticks back catalog, but because Mr. Roboto was one song on a big ass album and you would put it on and you would play the whole album and you'd listen to songs like cold war, which would never find their way onto the radio. <laughs> and that I still know all the words too, because Poor this Tommy Shaw, album. that's the album that broke him. I know. Oh my God. There's a live performance of uh, Kilroy where you see them. Like they were like, I don't, Dennis DeYoung. I don't know. And he's like a witch's curse. He just kept, he kept making the band sillier and sillier and more ballad and ballad. And, and poor JY and Tommy were just dying. And you could see poor Tommy on stage with his weird bangs out there having to act on stage and like have to bust a gut about, you know, heavy metal poisoning, <laughs> sex and drugs, sex and drugs. <laughs> 
I had a sticks run not very uh, long ago, and I oh see no. it in my history all the time. And it's like, because there were some like you know, I mean, I don't love all the ballads, but I I like I like Babe. I think Babe's yeah, a really good. Babe's song. classic. But you go back and you, I mean, like people obviously know Renegade, but stuff like even like Crystal Ball and Snowblind and stuff like that. Yeah. Oh my god. <laughs> I just feel like Spotify is in a lot of ways like if you've ever I, I know we have a lot of parents who can uh, in the audience who can associate with this but I know I know Merlin you personally can it's like if you ever make any kind of mistake as a parent your children will remember it forever and mm-hmm. never let you forget it and bring it up well, what about the time that you did that and like that's oh, a poor competency yeah yeah and and I feel like Spotify is the they don't same way all the times you sacrificed and sacrificed right they remember the time you bought the wrong bread <laughs> right 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 and it's I don't like, like that bread yeah and that's what Spotify is it's like remember that one time I played that oh, you know sure. that one song by this one band because I wanted to tell show my kids how bad the 80s were at some points now it's going to suggest that song every week it's in oh, my list that, that's forever on YouTube where I'm all about the uh, the uh, incognito windows for YouTube because mm-hmm. I'm so scared it's going <laughs> to salt my game Ugh. <laughs> um, no enjoy what you like that's a good note Michael and uh, you know I think probably old punk rock is probably pretty good in that format too yeah Mm-hmm. So, so thank it's you, Michael. And Michael, if you're listening to this, come on back and tell me if uh, I did know you. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Uh-huh. Um, hi, Dan and Merlin. I started listening to your back to work program not too long ago. I wanted more Merlin after listening to Reconcilable hmm. Differences. Oh. Yeah. That's then very I, unusual. I, I know. It's usually I, the opposite. I know. Why I does was, Merlin talk on his podcast? Uh, then I stopped. <laughs> I was having issues understanding the jokes. Mm. So I went back to the beginning and started from episode one. At episode seven, I was hooked. It's always seven, Merlin. I'm telling you, it's episode seven. It's It's a bit. It's a bit. (laughs) I am now at episode 238. Plus, I'm listening to the new ones as well. It's quite nice comparing your state of mind at different Mm. eras. Era. I did not know... That uh, we uh, had different eras. Uh, I did not know that we had uh, eras. Anyway, <laughs> enough with the blabbing. I have a question, just one for yes. now, and an Tell observation. Tell me this person's name again. I haven't said it yet. The person's name is, they've written it D-I-M-I. Dimmy? Dimmy? Okay. Hi, Dimmy. Hi. Hi. Just one for now, and an observation. The question. Dan, I was listening the other day to the episode where you were talking about the exercises you had to do in order to not have your back core completely broken. I was wondering if that is still ongoing and how in general to approach something like that, meaning when the doctor tells you you have to do this thing forever. Uh, Question to both of you, of course. I have similar, I think, problems with my back and I find it hard to motivate myself to do exercises knowing that best case is to keep doing them for the time being. The observation, I noticed that one of the main reasons the show is suitable to listen to from the start, even five plus years later, is that your conversations are not focused on fleeting events and technologies with some minor exceptions, like when Merlin's on the on the floor. Uh, I work in a big company as a software engineer, and I'm happy at my job. Looking back at the past half year, I can say your show helped me in both developing Aww. myself as an important team member and to help others in their navigating the corporate world. Plus, I have kids, so I can definitely relate to the kid-heavy episodes and enjoy them wholeheartedly. Love you guys. Keep up the great work. Cheers. Dimmy. Oh, thank you, friend. That's a, that's a super nice note. I really so appreciate you, it. Um, <clears throat> you've had back, could, could we say chronic? 
Yeah, it, it, it started maybe in my mid-20s and extended mm-hmm. into my, I would say, probably late 30s. Uh, really, fortunately for me, it wasn't due to some kind of like medical problem that required intervention. It, it, it did it's require like intervention. It was not like I did. I was lucky in that I didn't have a slip disc or anything like that. But uh, it, it came from, I think, having essentially no core muscle strength at all from mm-hmm. having bad posture and from kind of sitting in a hunched over thing like, you know, eight hours a day or whatever. And I had tried different things and it had gotten so bad um, that I was at WWDC. This was, I don't know how many years ago, five years ago, something like that. And I was at WWDC and, you know, you do a lot of walk-in and you do a lot of standing. and Hard floors. Yeah. And after... It doesn't seem like it matters, but spending that much time on hard floors, like maybe with not perfect shoes, like that'll, that will take a toll. You're right. Uh, and I mean... I was already in kind of regular discomfort, but at, at some point on this trip and I like, I would know I couldn't make a plane flight sitting down. I couldn't make it from Austin to California without having to get up multiple times to stand, to stretch, to move. And even with all of that, I had to get those little emergency ice pack things that you would like, if someone got hurt and you needed to put ice on them and you would like break the center and it would, the chemicals mix and it makes it get really cold. It's like a travel ice pack thing. I had to go, I would go through two or three of those on a single flight just to make it through in, in addition to, um, to, to taking Advil and stuff like that. Like I couldn't, I couldn't pick my children up. I couldn't do anything. I couldn't pick up a set of keys off the floor. I used to have one of these little tens units that I would take with me that like sends electricity Mm -hmm. into your, like, I mean, I like I couldn't do anything and I would on average spend two to three days per month just in bed because I couldn't get out of bed and and move around without pain. I mean, like it was really bad. And so I uh, finally, it was in San Francisco in this WWDC thing. And I, the pain that I was having was so bad that I like missed a full entire day of events. I missed Jim Dalrymple's party. I missed like everything. And I, the rest of the, and like, fortunately the hotel that I was staying in the W back when that you could barely afford the W and they had like a, a massage, like, uh, you know, whatever, like a room or whatever they had in like a spa, I guess you would call it. Mm-hmm. And I was able to get an appointment and this lady basically turned everything around. She made it so I could walk again. I was so bad. I couldn't remember even what walk. style of massage it was. I mean, it was definitely like I mean, deep, was it like, deep it tissue was, type. Was it just like a relaxing massage? Was no, this was like a deep tissue, mm-hmm, like mm-hmm. sports massage type thing. And wow. I, I was I talking like to her about it and I was like, what should I be doing? And she's like, well, she's like, you, you really should be doing more than what you're doing. Like I couldn't get into the elevator and then down and then walk down the hall. Like it was really bad. And she's like, you just, you, you, you know, all of this can probably be addressed through physical therapy and then eventually strength training. I'm like, how am I supposed to do strength training if I can't yeah. pick up my freaking keys from my the mom, ground? My, what my mom went through, all the systems are connected and like what starts with one bad knee, like travels because yeah. like, you know what I mean? Like yeah. you, now you're overcompensating and I got more about this in a second, but we start overcompensating. You start like relying on the wrong part. The wrong muscles you're, pick up. You're where using the, the wrong muscle to right. do something. And then that makes things so much worse. They you can those imagine, muscles get problems. Like, you can't imagine getting on a treadmill. I mean, you know, let alone like swinging ropes around. 
So I, I got back and I went to the doctor that I still go to, Dr. Jill, and um, and she was able to kind of get me on on a good path of first starting out with a really good physical therapist and then eventually graduating to a, a, like very basic, like I, I wouldn't even call it strength training. It was so basic. Like I couldn't do a, I couldn't do a sit up. So they would have me use one of those like rubber TheraBand things like wrapped around mm-hmm. a base. And like, I would basically be pulling myself up. Like, I mean, I was starting like the way a senior citizen, like those passive exercise e- kind of machines. Exa- exactly. Like the very basic level. Yeah. 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 And, and like that, and I started with that and like every time I would work out, I would have all kinds of like pain and, and, and radiating pain and associated pain. And I was like, I'm hurting myself. How is this good? Like I had never pushed past that point with it before. And, uh, and the doc was like, no, no, you just got to keep doing it. And so I did Mm -hmm. it. And then, you know, this has been probably five years now, but eventually I graduated from basic stuff to like really being able to move around and do things. And, and, and the biggest change was I wasn't waking up in pain every morning. And that was like, Oh, (laughs) maybe something's happening here. And I mean, you know, now I, most recently I was in a deadlift competition. So it's like, it's very different for me now, but it, it just requires a tremendous amount of time. And that was the hardest thing. It was like, yeah, I'm like, I'm hurt and all these other things as a result of working out. And eventually that changes that becomes, oh, well now I'm sore from the workout, but it's a good kind of sore, you know? And like those, yeah. the days of me having back healthy, pain, healthy kind of sore. Yeah. And, and the days of me having like back pain and all of that are gone, but it took years, years of, you know, now I can pick up my kid and run up the stairs. No problem. But I, I could not, when my son was a little baby and weighed, you know, I don't know, 15, 20 pounds, mm-hmm. I couldn't lift them. Not because my arms were weak. My arms were fine, mm-hmm. but I, yeah. I, my back would be it. I remember I was setting up and my kids went in the aquarium. So I was setting up the fish tank and I had to go and buy the gravel. And, um, and so this was for like our small uh, little, little tank that we started out with. And they had these five pound bags. This is embarrassing. They had these five pound bags. No, it's not. No, it's, not. Of, it's, it's totally understandable. Of gravel. And in order to get them into the cart at PetSmart, I had to, they were on the bottom underneath where they have like the aquarium. So you had to like bend down to get them. I would have to sit down on the ground and use just my arms and like throw them in, you know, try to like flop them into the cart from there. And then I was sore for three days and after yeah. that in my back. And, I, and, and then a couple of years later, after I'd been training, when it was time to go, we were doing a, a 75 gallon tank. I went and got carried without any problem at all, two 50 pound bags of big, big gravel on each shoulder. No problem. Oh, Throw them right on. in the thing. Now but you're, yes, now you're no, I'm serious. And that's the thing Our is. Our kitty litter is 40 pounds and it's very, very heavy to me. You're making me sad about myself. And carry two of those. That's what I was able to work oh, up to. And no dang. pain. And that's the thing that like, when it really clicked for me, like, holy crap, like I'm not like that guy anymore. Like I'm not going to, mm-hmm. like I used to have visions of myself, like I'll have to use a wheelchair at some point. You know, like I, I <laughs> really? really felt, I mean, I felt like that because it was like, yeah. I couldn't. You feel so like, um, you feel so weak. Do like, you feel weak, like. Weak, not yeah. weak, weak, not just in the sense of like Merlin can barely lift 40 pounds of cat litter, bless his heart, but weak in the sense of like uncap- uh, incapable or yes. like, 
that you you just cannot do the things right, and like my kids would want me to vulnerable. go, and I, I, I couldn't I couldn't run the same way because yeah, the impact yeah. would yeah it was sucked. So anyway, <laughs> the short answer is yes, I still do that. Um, on a good week, I'm in the gym three times a week. On a regular week, it'll be two times, and then the other days of the week, I'm rowing um, because rowing is a wonderful, wonderful full body exercise that you can do that strengthens your your core fantastically. But it uses pretty much every mu- if you do it properly. Uses pretty much every muscle in your body, and it's low impact. When imp- I do a impact similar can thing be where I try to get Popeyes three times a week. Uh huh. Yeah, it's the same because it's a full body workout for, <laughs> for me, especially with the Cajun Sparkle. Yeah, that's miraculous, Dan. I mean, it's, not miraculous. I mean, you've worked really hard and done a lot of um, obviously a lot of research and. But this just work, shows, Merlin. But, it shows yeah. how stubborn I was in mm. thinking that I couldn't make a difference or I couldn't make a change or just accepting what I had been through. And, mm-hmm. uh, and, and like, well, this is just how it is. Like I just have to eat Advil and go to sleep with an ice pack every night. And like, that's yeah. just what I have to do. But it and feels, I, it feels inescapable sometimes. I it mean, the, the, totally the inner, did. Pain, pain is a form of inertia in some ways. And it's, it's so difficult to feel like you could do anything to get in motion, to improve it. And it makes you depressed. It makes you like, it makes you sad and a little hopeless, even if you're, you know, even if you're not, it's not like you've got, you know, stage four cancer or something, but right. like, but for somebody you say like, this should not be me. It's a very Buddhist kind of feeling of like, mm-hmm. this is not who I should be. Right. And I don't know how to become anybody different because this has taken over my life. All but I there, have now is this pain. I know some people who are, were way worse off than me, who had legit like, you know, disc issues and had surgery. One guy was, had been in a like horrific motorcycle accident. And these people were in there like lifting more than me. And, and, and I was like, wow, like what inspiration these people came back from serious problems that, and Mm -hmm. they're like, they're in there like doing their thing. And it was always inspiring to me for any time I'd feel like, I don't feel like going today or whatever. I'd think of like, there was one guy in particular, I'd be like, he's going to be in there, you know? And like, I talked to him, got to know him and know his history. And I was like, if, if that guy can get in there with those problems, like I have no excuse, mm-hmm. I better go. And, and so that was always a motivator for me. And, and, but really it's, it's daunting the amount of, of time that you need to put in to make that kind of change. And it's so easy to just not do it. It's so easy to say, no, I'm not going. Yeah. I don't know if it's easy to not do it, but it's the default for sure. You know what I mean? Like it's, it's, it, you could be hating yourself that you're not doing it. It's not, not that you feel great about not doing it. It's just, you don't know how to start and feel like maybe starting is not even like even doing the research to find out what you could do or picking up the phone to call the the right professional. I mean, it's a very John Roderick kind of thing of like, if somebody yeah. else took care of this for me, I would do it. <laughs> but like, I, I find it difficult to get this, you know, in motion. Yeah. It's, um, that's a, can I add a couple of just small points that are not nearly as good as yours, but they're small. Please add. Uh, what are my two points? One is um, that, and I'm going to avoid all the blah, 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 old stuff. Start, oh, take care of yourself when you're young. What I will say is that um, that anecdote about my mom, or in this case about you, is like, I, I do think that the part of the challenge is that um, by and what, the time, I'm curious if you, if you want to share what, what was your mom's resolution or, well, or I mean, was it's very one? difficult. I mean, like she does what she can to move around, but it's very difficult when you get to a certain age, there's a tremendous 
bizarre calculus that has to be done about the, what your body can handle at a given time and what your medications do. And your medications are stepping on each other and your injuries are stepping on each other. And, you know, if you're 85, that's just how life is. Yeah. It sucks. Um, but I mean, she still, you know, she still does a lot, but so here's what I'm going to say. Um, so first of all, regardless of your age, it's, it becomes maybe uh, more obvious as you get older because it has to become more obvious. Um, this isn't, I'm not going to talk about chiropractic or anything here, but like you have a certain kind of like, um, wholesome symmetry and, uh, integrity to your body. Mostly if you are a neuron physico-normative person as a young person, because like, that's what youth is. Youth is that your body mostly works unless it doesn't. Let's, let's just look at that. So it's difficult to know what it is that's working. When something's working, you don't notice it working. You only notice it when it's not working. And you may heal fast. Like you're still basically a, a spider's man. Like you, you will heal. You're a wolverine. You will, you will be able to do all the things and heal. Um, and so what you may not notice at that time, and I'm not chiding here, but what you may not notice at that time is that your body is a very complicated and connected series of systems. And the ones where that involve your musculoskeletal stuff, your neurology, like all of this different stuff, um, you know, it is all connected. And I know you know that, but you don't know, know that in the way that you will. And the thing that, that I think, okay, so the, the, the point I'm struggling to make at length is, uh, first point, is that by the time you're feeling a lot of pain, it's too late. So if mm-hmm, you got that through mm-hmm. an injury or an automobile collision or something, like, I'm, that sucks. Like, if you got hit on the head playing football, a sudden traumatic injury, well, that really sucks. But most of what you will encounter just as a result of moving around and getting older, you know, it could be your knees, it could be your hips, it could be your back, it could be your ankles, it could be, but there are parts of the thing that lets you just do what you have always thought of as normal things that will start to bug you a little bit. Um, And then over time, if that gets worse and it's not addressed, you will really start feeling that in other places. I know this, this sounds like chiropractic. It it does not, no. But like, for example, I've told you that story a million times. When I was a younger person and I was very fearless about anything physical, I could just do a cartwheel and I could just, I could do a round off. I could do all those things. I could, I did parkour before it was a thing. And um, it was kind of my bit. And uh, I wasn't athletic, but I was very agile and had good reflexes and could do lots of stuff. And so I thought one day in the mid nineties, I thought nothing of dashing up the stone steps outside our house. Our house was like kind of a little bit of a bottom of the hill you go up these uh, rough-hewn stone steps to get to the mailbox. I thought nothing of dashing out my bare feet and jumping up these steps two at a time because, I'm, of course, I'm an eternal. Like, I will always be fine. <laughs> I don't know what it was. I don't know if it's plantar fasciitis. I don't think it was. I pulled an extremely tiny something in my instep, mm. right? This oh, that's, see, late. but that's, that's, that's a problem, man. Well, this is why I'm using it as the example is like this, who knows the size? It's like my, I remember my, uh, my English teacher in high school telling me that, you know, when he passed his kidney stone, it was roughly like a little bigger than a grain of sand. You can't imagine a grain of sand hurting as much as this grain of sand hurt him for weeks. This, whatever, I'm going to say muscle, but I don't know. It could be, you know, um, a, 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 a ligament. Is that what it's called? I don't know. But I pulled something and I know it was in my instep. And I, I, I crumbled like a cheap suit. I just went straight down and I was like, ouch, ouch. And so Dan, for the next, I don't know how many weeks, every step that I took 
And I, I was wearing like pretty good, like Asics or New Balance. I, w- I was wearing like old man shoes to, to get around with big insteps. And every step that I took was excruciating for weeks. And then it started cramping. Oh, and that sucks because now you're getting cramps. And now, but guess what happened? In trying to favor whatever that tiny thing was and have it not hurt more, I was throwing off my whole body. I was mm, basically right. twisting my body all around, trying to compensate for whatever that tiny goddamn thing did, trying to avoid the pain that it was causing. And it threw my whole body into a muscle or into a, a, into a mess. I couldn't sleep very well. I certainly couldn't walk around very well. And I was right. extremely unhappy. And it was all that I thought about. What is the importance of that? Th- th- you'll discover that all these things are connected. Now, you can't prevent, you can't retroactively prevent a traumatic injury. What I will say is this. If you do start to notice something like a little bit of back pain, like don't wait until it's excruciating. Yes, right. And that, but that's what we're, that's our typical MO is like, ah, eh, it's fine. I know, because it, it will go away. Well, there are times when it won't go away. Maybe you'll be fine. But, but I mean, I'm to, on a go forward basis, as we say, um, do consider that if that is left untreated, it may affect you in other ways and make you unhappy in other ways. So before it's become a huge problem, start dealing with it, with it when it's a smaller problem. And this gets me to my second and final point, which is, um, and because, you know, I'm, I'm really all about like, how do you get started with something? If you, if this were easy to do, you already would have done it. My single piece of advice, well, second piece of advice, do what you can do. So don't, I mean, if you're, it's just classic procrastination in some ways. Don't think that you have to do everything and do it flawlessly. Don't act like you're training even for a 5K, act like, you know, a big step today is going to be picking up the phone and getting some medical help, maybe, or calling the massage person, whatever it is, but do what you can do today. Even even if it's an incredibly small thing that you do today, do that thing. It doesn't even have to be the physical thing that'll make it better. Like I say, it could be picking up the phone. That'd be the hardest part of this, but do what you can do. And then, and do remember that it is connected. That's, that's, that's the only parts for me. Not everybody has the the time, the money, the the whatever to like go all in on fitness or mm-hmm. whatever. But mm-hmm. like, there's probably something you could do that is beyond making the feeling of pain go away for a while. Right. Uh, you know, finally, let's let's return to a very old anecdote uh, from Annie Lamott in her book Bird by Bird, which is just it's such an interesting anecdote. It's maybe not germane, but it might be germane. She's talking about when she got her tonsils taken out. And, you know, you're told your entire life that when you get your tonsils taken out, you can eat ice cream. Yay. Right, right. Peter Brady. <laughs> um, and she was basically, when her tonsils had been taken out as an adult, I believe an adult, she had just excruciating cramping in the muscles around where the tonsils had been taken out, I guess. But, like, you know, that kind of, like, imagine, like, when you got strep throat, that feeling of, like, super sharpness. Uh, yes. We're, like you're sure not going to want to swallow because just sitting there without swallowing is excruciating. And she says to the doctor, like, um, yeah, you know, the Tylenol and ice cream ain't doing it. Like what? This sucks. You've got to make this pain go away from me. I, and the doctor said, well, you're not going to like the solution. Um, you need to chew some gum. And she's like, uh, Yeah. Uh, that would really hurt a lot. And he says, it's going to hurt even more than you could possibly imagine. Mm. But you need to chew gum because as soon as you, within minutes after chewing gum, you're going to start loosening up those muscles. Those muscles are cramped and they just need to be gently moved. And the easiest way to gently move those muscles is to chew some gum. Anyway, long story short, she did it. 
It was the worst pain she ever felt in her life. It was 10 times worse than the pain that she had when she went into it. Uh, but in, I believe, a few minutes, the pain went away because mm. she just needed to chew some gum. That's crazy. Think about that in life. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. How about... Oh, whoa, whoa. We're up to 103. Yeah. Uh, how about you tell me about... A second thing you like. I'll tell you about Kensington. Kensington! The ba, ba. universal docking stations universal. that are designed to increase productivity. You're going to get, Merlin, this is the thing. No. Kensington, I'm going to mm. give this to them. I'm, okay. I'm, I'm on fire today. Yeah. This is a slow, this is for 2020. This is going to be the Kensington slogan for 2020. Okay, I'm ready. Kensington cares. Kensington but, cares. But it's going to be cares with a K. Oh, see, you took it and you turned it. That's see? good. Kensington. Yep, 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 yep. But they do care. They want to make your mobile life as easy as possible. And they've always made really great accessories and add-ons and things that you can use with your portable devices, especially with your laptops, Chromebooks, all of that stuff. And so what they're, their big thing now is these universal docking stations. Okay. And so they're going to give you tons more ports than you already have. So you can take your tiny little slim Chromebook or your laptop, connect that thing, and all of a sudden, boom, every port you want, it's there. You don't have to have dongles. You don't have to have things. It, 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 it gives you all of that. Does it really work? It really works. You connect it up? It's plug and, and, and play. Works. There's no drivers. And that's the other thing. I made the mistake a few months ago of buying some Ethernet, or as you say, Ethernet adapter. Mm -hmm. and hmm. uh, And I just assumed, stupidly... Since it had a picture of uh, the, the the little Mac Finder face on it, that I could just plug it into my Mac and have it work. It would just work because I had bought a Kensington thing that just worked. I didn't have to install it. It didn't work. I had to install drivers. The drivers were janky. They came from a weird Chinese website. I didn't like Gross. any of that. That's not how it is with Kensington. It's just and so, but they have things like you can get dual 4K display with HDMI and play and display link video connectors. You can get Ethernet. You get all the ports that you need. And uh, they even have this thing called the Kensington Pro C program, which lets you test drive a docking solution. Is this, is this where you get in touch with works. Matt? This is where you get in touch with Matt. Matt Sumner. He's the one. So if you're a business and you're looking for like. I have employees and I want to get the right docking solution for everything. That's where the program is going to he be. He looks awesome. like a really nice guy. He's, he's an, he's a handful, you know, he, he like, he, he <laughs> goes he naughty? out, he, he, hits, naughty? he hits the town, you know uh -huh. what I'm saying? He, he paints oh, it red every time he goes Mac, out. Matt can, Matt can throw down. You're, you're, you're saying, that's what I'm saying. I'm saying Matt's he's not, he's not okay. a lightweight. He's no shrinking violet. No, no, Pro no, concierge. no, no. Four o'clock in the morning. Courage. Whoa. So you go to kensington.com, K-E-N-S-I-N-G-T-O-N, kensington.com slash back to work. Going there supports the show. You can learn more about their Kensington Pro C program and find out about their awesome docking stations and all that great stuff. So thanks very much to Kensington, kensington.com slash back to work. Thanks so much to them for making this program possible. K-E-N-S-I-N-G-T-O-N.com. They should call it Maddington. Because Kensington cares. Kens Kensington cares. With a K. I will remember you. <laughs> Kensington yes. cares. Yes. For just 19 cents a day, you can have Matt, a Kensington sales engineer, come to your house. Every you kiss begins with Kensington. Of every kiss begins with Kensington. <laughs> you know, I didn't figure that out till like two years ago, that that's a pun.
When that's right. Kids begin, yeah, with kids K, the letter K. K. Yeah. Uh, do you get it? I do. Because it begins literally with a K. With a K. If if I said you had a beautiful body, would, would you, you hold, hold it, it against it me? Against me. Yeah. Yeah. See, he doesn't mean it um, metaphorically. Right. Yeah. That's kind of a creepy thing to ask. You know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, on the one hand, as a metaphor, eh, you know, it's, it's kind I of would, an odd I would thing to ask. I would hate, hate, hate to if have... If I said you were beautiful, would you be angry? So here's the, here's the thing. I was talking to a, a millennial friend of mine, yeah. and I was asking him, I said, it seems, it seems incredibly complicated and difficult to navigate the world of singles and dating today, especially mm-hmm. where you... The, the, I think one of the very worst things you could do as a, as a man today would be to, uh, to, to, to use some of these ridiculous old school pickup lines and techniques oh, and stuff like that's that. That's a nice dress. It would look better on my floor. Exactly. You can't, okay. you can't is do that. Is your dress felt? It is now. <laughs> and I, and, and, but even just navigating those waters seems challenging and difficult because it seems mm. like it would be super easy to go from, you know, nice guy who maybe asked me out on a date to like super creepy, you know, I don't know. How do you not? And he's like, oh, oh it's yeah. easy. I said, what? He says, well, you just use Tinder and then there's all pretenses uh, are off. It doesn't I matter. See, you don't I even see. have to try and pick someone up at a bar. You is, just. Is there a dating app or an intercourse app? I think it's one and the same. I think that's what it is now. Well, it seems that those are pretty different things. One is about meatballs. The other is about meatballs. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Oh, I know what you mean. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, that's, um, that's a spicy meatball. Yeah. Uh-huh. So um, do we, should it we would co- be difficult. I am very grateful that I uh, have a partner that I'm with that I love, and I'm very grateful that I have no libido. It's... <laughs> It's been amazing. If I had had this, the results have been incredible. If this had been my 20s, I would have gotten so much done. I know. Because I thought no about some version of just very bad intercourse so often. And and now I, I think about, you know, uh, you know, markdown parsing. Oh, yes. Oh, you like that, don't you? you turn that into an H2. You like those octothorps? Wow. <laughs> <laughs> I can't finish unless I close my tag. Oh my gosh. What? That's enough. We don't need to do anymore. Do we have no. time to do more? It's no. Time to go back. no, we've done enough. Yeah. We've given them everything they paid for. You know, keep, uh, if you have a nice note you want to send, send it along. And Dan, Dan or his people will look at it. And if it's good, we'll talk about it. <laughs> I have, I, I have uh, an hour a day set aside just to read back to work feedback. One full so. hour a day. Mm-hmm. <laughs> But there's a lot. We've got more. So if, if put people on, put on your reading glasses and if people like green enjoy visor, this, like? we could make this a little thing that we do once in a while because I'm looking right here and I've got no less than one, two, three, four, five, seven Keep them emails. Tagged. Keep them tagged and flagged, buddy. I will. Tag, flagged, and bagged. Get All them right. ready. That's what I'll do. Actual letters from actual listeners. Otherwise... There's orange flags. There's red flags. There's purple. There's blue. There's yellow. There's green. And there's gray. How would I be able to do this? I don't know. All right, let's button this up. All righty. Okay, I love you. Love you too, Merlin, man.